Want to know your thoughts on Bill C-11? We're diving into it right now, exactly what it is that you need to know and what this might mean for our Broadcasting Act and streaming, including Canadian content here in Canada. So the number to text, as you know, 780-496-0063. Let me know your thoughts on this as we discuss it with our guest, who's a lecturer in business, law and technology at the University of Toronto and Toronto Metropolitan University. Dr. Daniel Chai is joining the show. Dr. Chai, thanks so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This has been a long time coming. This has been years now in the making, and Bill C-11 has been passed. Uh, once it goes to royal assent, then the CRTC will, will officially decide what these regulations are going to look like. But let's just kind of start from square one, Dr. Chai. What is, what is the ultimate goal of Bill C-11 for anyone who's not really been paying attention to this? It's to uh, generate money, really, for the government. Uh, what it comes down to, it gives them a taxing power to force large big tech platforms like YouTube and Netflix to essentially hand over their money uh, to support Canadian cultural content. Uh, So that's one of the big outcomes of this legislation, as well as legislating a Canadian content requirement or CanCon requirement. So we have that already for radio, as you know, 40% of radio has to be Canadian and, uh, Broadcasting, it's 55%, and CBC, 65%. So there's a CanCon requirement that uh, will take effect as well as part of Bill C-11. So this this ultimately sounds, on the surface, like it's a good thing, but it's been met with some opposition and some criticism. As we said, it's taken years. Uh, this is the second time that it's been presented um, by the Liberal government. It was, it was reworked a couple of years ago and then now has finally gone through. Um, I, the Conservatives have said that this is a censorship bill. What do you what do you say to that? Well, yeah, potentially. I mean, uh, they. I mean, there's a legitimate concern. Uh, even TikTok creators and other creatives that use YouTube have come out and said, "We're concerned because we are not big production companies. We are basically your your kids in the basement, or you know, the average person that has a you know cell phone." and filming myself and talking about my day. And uh, yeah, I've got lots of users that are watching me, but the reality is, uh, you know, am I going to be squeezed out? Um, because now these platforms have to favor whatever we, we you know, they define as mm-hmm. can-con. So that's a big question. We don't know if this is going to result in a form of censorship. In fact, the uh, government gave themselves a bit of an out here. They've said, okay, we don't want to censor the little guy, you know, in terms of the self-created content. But at the same time, we're going to have public consultations and figure out what the regulations are. And this is where the problem comes. It's the devils in the details. And we don't know what the details are. So explain a little bit about how social media plays into the way that Bill C-11 looks right now, because it's been really, it's kind of a hot button part of this whole conversation because we don't really know how it's going to, uh, it's going to be a part of it. We still, it sounds like we still don't really know. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the issue. You know, it's much simpler in the broadcasting world because there's a, only so many hours in the day that you can broadcast. And, and of course there's a percentage that has to be Canadian content, which is why you see a lot of, Canadian TV shows uh, because of the CanCon requirement, you know, they're not, you know, not necessarily great shows, but they're there because they meet a requirement. And a lot of that could be cheaply made things like news and cheap comedies and dramas. 
Now, the problem with the Internet, as you know, is it, it can be everything. It's like you can pick and choose whatever you want. And it's a smorgasbord, right? If you want to watch, you know, interesting cat videos or pet videos, you can. And if you want to watch, like, your favorite uh, artists, uh, you know, sing songs, great. You can do that, too. So that's the issue. It's social media, you know, can you really say it's can conable? You know, can you really dis- distinguish what the content is? And are you also, if you're going to favor Canadian productions, whatever that might be, we don't even know what that means. Is it the producer? Is it the creatives, the artists who are involved? And is that going to squeeze out the little guy? You know, like basically uh, the public when they go up and they want to post videos and speak their minds. And so uh, we don't we don't know. Yeah, I mean, I see where what you mean, right? Because it could sort of become you know, just another form of a social media echo chamber. And I don't know that we really need any more of that. But to play devil's advocate here, I mean, isn't it a good thing to be promoting and pushing forward Canadian content and Canadian creators in any way, whether it's on social media or whether it's with the bigger production companies, because it gives them more opportunity and more exposure that they may not necessarily be able to achieve? Yeah, and that's the argument that's been made uh, when it comes to uh, certain artists, you know, like would Justin Bieber be as big as he is if we didn't have CanCon requirements for radio to mm, play his music? Good question. Uh, um, and so say what you want. Uh, there, you know, the NDP and the Bloc Québécois are, were huge, huge supporters of this bill. And part of that is, you know, in Quebec, you know, they look at the CanCon requirements as something that would help Québécois culture and language flourish because, you know, these big platforms have to pay for funding to support those productions in the province and also across Canada. So to some extent, there's an upside to it is, is basically you have this tax, and let's call it what it is, it is a tax, that's going to be, you know, implemented on Netflix and Disney Plus and Crave, et cetera, and, and so forth. Uh, but but so that's the question that has to be answered is, you know, is is that a good trade off to have this tax, but also giving the government the authority to determine what's Canadian? And uh, we don't have any answers on that. Ultimately, will it be the government that's going to make those determinations or will this then go to the CRTC and, and they'll decide what content is deemed Canadian or not? Well, yeah, so the process is going to be an open consultation. That means... The CRTC will have a bunch of uh, hearings. They will have the public come and give their two cents. But, you know, I used to work in the government as a policy advisor, and one of the things I found is sometimes the government's already made its mind up. So they may have an inkling of what they already want to do. We just don't know what it is, right? And so when you go through that public consultation process, sure, people are going to say, yes, I want you know, my daughter to, to be a YouTube star and not to have her content, you know, controlled by this CanCon stuff and get blocked out because of the algorithm being changed to meet this CanCon requirement. Mm. But the reality is we just don't know. And, um, and I think this is, this is where the conservatives are scoring some good political points, is the lack of transparency and accountability with this uh, liberal government. And, you know, we don't know what's going to translate from those public consultations and the actual regs and details of how this Bill C-11 will become law. Uh, and so until we have transparency, accountability, and actual openness by this government in this process, we don't know how this is actually going to translate. 
Well, and it's interesting, too. I mean, I think that there's a lot of mistrust already, um, you know, in all from the public towards all forms of government. But, you know, the idea of these consultations between the government and the CRTC, uh, even the way that you're describing how it might work right now, just sort of, (laughs) you know, increases, I think, some of the skepticism that many of us have, uh, suggesting that maybe those outlines are already designed to a certain extent. I'm wondering then, you know, if we kind of go down the road and, and we look at who might potentially be in power within the next election, could this be a bill that gets overturned? I mean, is this something that actually is going to have a real future here in Canada? Well, this is the interesting thing is culture and the francophony fact in Quebec is extremely powerful. We know it's a, it's a major political force when it comes to elections. Uh, we have seen backlashes before where uh, when the conservatives have been criticized for being anti-Quebec or anti-culture, which they see as a, an affront against Quebecois culture, they, uh, that tends to play very badly. So what's happening here is the NDP see that as an opening in Quebec. Uh, the Bloc Quebecois obviously see this as very integral and an important political position to take. So on the one hand, Pierre Polyev has to kind of play this where you know, in the rest of Canada, people are very sensitive to user rights and the fact that they want to have creative control over what they do and not be told, you know, what they should be seeing on the Internet. Very and it's a valid, fair point. But in Quebec, you know, he has to be kind of careful that he doesn't come across as, you know, anti-Quebec, anti-culture. So it's, uh, it's going to be a very delicate balancing game for the guy. I don't know if he can pull it off. Mm. It does require quite a bit of nuance you know you, you basically got to say one thing in the rest of the country and say another thing in Quebec and hope you don't get caught yeah so you know the, the reality is uh, I don't know if you can pull it off but that is something that could happen you could see at least the CBC um, their requirements for uh, impartiality and so forth uh, you could see the conservatives pushing on that and and letting Radio Canada do its own thing because in Quebec it's they actually don't see it as a negative there uh they don't see it as partisan in Quebec so I think uh, it's going to be one of those things where he has to kind of figure out what his cultural policy and his broadcasting policy is going to be um but I don't know if he can just go hardcore in the entire country he's going to have to have different messages Talking with Dr. Daniel Chai, lecturer in business, law and technology at the University of Toronto and Toronto Metropolitan University about Bill C-11 we'll get right back into it in three minutes Bill C-11, what does it mean? What are some of the concerns? Our guest is a lecturer in business, law, and technology at the University of Toronto and Toronto Metropolitan University, Dr. Daniel Chai. So we've been talking a little bit about the political angle of this. So political ramifications and that uh, tightrope dance around what this bill means. And then also, of course, the big conversation about content, content creators, the future for them. And I think our appetite for Canadian content in general, you know, if you're sort of forced, maybe that's a strong word, to to be viewing Canadian content because of this mandate, it doesn't immediately mean that you're going to like that content. In fact, it might actually have the opposite effect, where if you know that you're being shown something just simply because it's Canadian, you, you might decide that you don't want to watch it, and your knee-jerk reaction is that you, you dislike it. So this could ultimately be pretty detrimental. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to speak ill of Canadian productions because, you know, that we should be supporting our industry here. Um, they help the economy and it's good to have them. But, uh, you know, I don't want to see another episode of Schitt's Creek. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I just don't want to see it. But, 
the reality is that yes, there is that sensor that that prospect that government is going to define what that content is, and so that may mean more episodes of I don't know CBC News. We don't know, right? So this is this is online. So I mean, this is the issue is. You know, the Internet right now is, is a pretty interesting place. You can access whatever you want. The algorithms are kind of geared towards your personal interests. And the big platforms that actually come out and, and did a big media campaign. YouTube did this, uh, which is owned by Google. And they said, do you want your Internet to be controlled by the government? You know, and so do you want our algorithms to change? And this is the thing. Do you want to see more, you know, ads or content that is maybe it's shows you don't really want to see? Or do you want to see like more Canadian or at least uh, organic type cultural content that's Canadian, that's not fancy productions? So I, I don't know. I mean, this is the thing. We don't know what the regs are going to say. There's going to be a whole bunch of input. And it's not going to be one input. You're going to have people arguing with each other on this stuff. So it's, this could be, as you said, a couple years in the making. There could be a change of government, and we just don't know what we're going to be right. left with. Right. I, I want to clarify, and maybe this is really going back to the beginning here, but th- this means that pushing it would it would essentially push Canadian content out towards Canadians, right? This doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be more Canadian content available internationally. Yeah, that's true. And the other thing is, we don't know how. So we, you're correct. There's no way of, of making this Canadian content a requirement on Google uh, or on YouTube around the world or on, on Netflix. That's just not going to happen. Right. This is for Canadians to see more Canadian-centric content, but we, we don't even know what that means, right? We don't know what right. the definition of Canadian is. You know, an example is uh, Turning Red is uh, a Disney production, but and you have a Canadian actress in the lead role. You have um, Canadian artists uh, who came up with the concept, created the production, but it, because it's American finance and so forth, it's considered to be an American production, right? So... This bill is supposed to address situations like that, but the reality is we just don't know how that's going to play out in terms of the rules. Well, we're going to see how it's going to look and what it's going to mean. Our guest is a lecturer in business law and technology at the University of Toronto and Toronto Metropolitan University, Dr. Daniel Chai, talking all about Bill C-11.